the Strategic Hot Box with Dr. Brandy Love Stankovic. Discussing leadership, business, and how to take control of your life and achieve greatness. From the streets of Las Vegas, energized, informed, and never diluted. It's time to kick some ass. It's your girl, Dr. Brandy Stankovic, here on the Strategic Hotbox. Thanks for joining us. Today, we're going to talk about post-pandemic mental health, something that more people should be talking about, that we urge everyone that's here listening to think about in your own lives, as well as the people that you serve, as your employees or your families. And we have a very special guest, returning guest from way back in the day. Darren O'Reilly is going to be here with us shortly to talk a little bit about his journey in this area. The pandemic has sent the world into uncharted territory. And as all of us uh, adjusted, we'll say, to this pandemic life, whether it was the stay-at-home orders, your quarantines, the lack of social connection that we may have used to feel, and the fear of the unknown, to be frank, it, it took a, t- a toll on all of us, and many of us in, dif- in different varying ways. But I think that us focusing back in on mental health is so important. We can all agree that that the pandemic in general was a huge disruptor of life, yes? And it was very abrupt. And the it impacted not only those of us that are working in different offices or the retail space, but also with our kids being work, you know, working from home and the virtual schooling that many parents are feeling. And all of us just had a, a real shakeup that occurred. And when change occurs, mental health can be impacted. Right. And whether that means mourning the loss of the way life used to be or trying to have a fresh perspective on how we create our value proposition moving forward. The Kaiser Family Foundation found that there was a 30 percent increase in adults reporting symptoms of anxiety or depression between 2019 and January of 2021. And that is intense. And that is scary. And that's probably just the tip of the iceberg in the fact of there are many people potentially not represented there, but a 30% increase is significant. But I feel like there's hope and ways to recognize and understand and cope. And of course, I encourage anybody that is dealing with mental health issues to reach out to someone, whether that's through the CDC and taking a look at their resources, or if you're globally, if you're coming to us from a global uh, location, then to think about different areas in your community, people that you can reach out to, family, friends, or otherwise, and making sure that we're at least being intentional about our our efforts to improve in our health. And we have an incredible guest, as I mentioned with us today, Darren O'Reilly, and he is an expert in this topic and in self-care and neuroscience. And also, if you remember, he's an expert in marketing and millennials as well. So I'd like to to, uh, formally introduce you to Darren O'Reilly. He is an award-winning marketing director, keynote speaker, and business strategist. He was voted Irish Marketing Communications Professional of the Year. He has worked with companies and defined marketing strategies across six continents spanning 117 countries. And his work has reached thousands of people globally. He has studied, as I mentioned, neuroscience and counseling, executive coaching, and he's been and shared the stage with some of the world's most influential business people, networks, and political groups. He has presented in U.S. and Asia and all over Europe. So please join me in welcoming our good friend, Darren O'Reilly. 
Darren, how are you? Hi, how are you? There's a lot of pressure I... after hearing that introduction. Well, yeah, drum roll, please. Uh, I think that one thing I was thinking about, and I almost said it, but I'll just say it now, is that you also have the most delicious Irish accent ever. So, you know, say something to us in just very, you know, very Irish-like. Well, they always use the word turty tree. <laughs> is that like the number? Or dirty yeah, tree? People, I anytime I, anytime, anytime I go somewhere, I'm always asked to say turty tree because seemingly it sounds very Irish. So turty tree. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. And I don't know I whether that's true, you. but. Well, it definitely, it definitely does sound very, very Irish. And I, uh, the, we love, um, I love accents from all over the world. I especially love yours. So I will enjoy it as we get into the actual meat of why we're here today. And that is to talk a little bit about uh, mental health in this post-pandemic world. So remind us, remind me about your journey and and where you are from a leadership sense. Yeah. Um... I don't know whether do the audience need to be reminded you can't have had that many guests who wet their pants um, <laughs> you're so right about for those that, that... may or may not replay that actual story you know, <laughs> here and there. but it has been about a hundred episodes ago that you were here with us if you can believe it time flies that's right it's four years ago and you're celebrating five years now but for those that don't understand that reference if you look back to our interview it'll give some context to the wedding of the pants and, and yeah it is hard to believe it's it's four years ago and so much has changed in that time and in fact the year that we done that interview was a pivotal year for me with big changes in both my personal and professional life and i think it was really the beginning of my own mental health journey Back then, I was becoming a little burnt out, stressed and questioning life. But um, fortunately, I was already active in the mental health space. I sat on the board of a national mental health charity. I delivered self-development workshops and worked on employee engagement programs. But the ironic thing was I didn't apply this knowledge and experience to myself. And luckily, I realized that's what I needed to do. So since then, I've, as you've mentioned, I've gone on to study neuroscience based leadership counseling and psychotherapy and I've really focused on developing myself as an individual um, and it's great that given the state of the world that we're here today and we can talk about some of those things. Yeah and I think that the point that you made there about knowing what you should be doing and actually executing it for ourselves is truly something that a lot of leaders can share across categories maybe not just in mental health but in the way that we just our own self-wellness, our own self-care, and how we lead, right? A lot of times I can give the best advice to others, and if only I'd listen to that voice in my head from time to time. Um, and that's so the what thing with a lot, a lot of... Sorry, I was just saying, that's it. Most of the time we have the answers, we just don't apply them to ourselves. Mm, you're so right. And what are some practical tips then that you can, that we can do to look after or improve our mental health? Well, the one thing I will say before I go any further is the most important choice that you can make for your mental health today is what you choose to focus on because your ability to focus on something is it's a finite and limited resource. It decreases every time you pay attention to something. And as we know, what we focus on grows. So in the context of COVID, our experiences don't necessarily determine how we feel or what we think. 
our experiences don't really change us. It's what you choose to focus on that changes you. So it's how you interpret that experience or event that affects how you feel and in turn how you behave. So two people can experience the same thing, but focus in it, on it in different ways and therefore be shaped by it differently. And I've seen that with COVID. I've seen it with my own circle of friends, people with similar backgrounds or experiences and situations. Some are flourishing while others are finding it increasingly difficult. So watch, watch really carefully what you focus on. And that's an underlying message I want to get across today is that don't underestimate the power of the mind and the importance of really working on yourself and becoming more self-aware. Yeah, you're so right. And I think it's it by just giving it focus, then you're giving it the time and priority it deserves. Yeah. And, and as we mentioned at the beginning, you know, there's no secret hack here. And, and most of the things that we need to do as individuals are not rocket science. And I'll give a few tips and, and I'm sure that a lot of what I'll say, people already have heard this before, but sometimes we need to be reminded of the obvious to refocus our efforts. So we can always do it learning new ways to look after our mental health and build up this, um, you know, different ex ways of hearing of what tips and tricks work for different people, because what works for one person doesn't always work for someone else. And then you can build up your own mental health first aid kit or Swiss army knife of techniques that you can take out when you feel the light is kind of dimming. And for me, it's the basics. The basics are so important to get right. And I think we can overlook the simplicity of these sometimes, but they really have an impact on your day-to-day your -day mental health. And the first one I'd say is structure your days, particularly now in, in COVID where a lot of people are still working from home. Try to maintain routine as far as possible with normal sleep and wake up time, exercise, and yes, getting dressed every day, even if you're at home. And that's not just from the waist up, make sure you're completely dressed. And that ritual really puts you in a different mindset every day to be prepared for what, what's, what needs to be done. It's interesting on the radio today in Ireland, I heard a discussion around a lot of people who are working from home and they leaving the house every day to go to the bus stop where they normally got the bus to work and they sit there for five minutes and they come back to the house again. But it's to have that ritual of what signals the start of the day and the end of the working day. And we are creatures of habit. So that routine is, is so important to have in your life. Um, another tip I'd give is, is limiting screen time. You know, it's so important now, especially with social media, we see a lot of negative uh, narratives happening online. We see a lot of fake news or, or, or this kind of um, a lot of negative talk and where possible, if you can try and limit that screen time, it really does have an impact on your energy. Um, and it really does make a difference when you put those boundaries in place and not be totally consumed by the online world. Mm -hmm. I love your point about the start and end of the workday ritual, because uh, an example in my life, it was taking the kids to school and then head into the office or head into the airport, different things like that. And then having the evenings and then the weekends were all focused around the kids' sports. And that's how I knew it was weekend and time to relax because it's all kids' sports. And then Sunday's house and then you do it all over again. And when all of that, that entire slate is wiped clean, it's kind of like, well, what do I do? And when do you start and when do you stop? And how do you feel energized? So that's, that's such a great, um, way to frame it. And even if people have been doing this for a year plus now, then they still can execute and implement some of these pieces of saying, do a better job of, because just because we executed on survival strategies fast, doesn't mean that they were the right ones to build the foundation from. 
100% keeping busy, keeping routine can provide you with a sense of purpose and improve your outlook. So it's so important to maintain that normality as much as possible, even with the changed environment. Um, you know, there's so many other little things that we can do. Like we spoke before about exercise uh, and I always laugh, your, your body can stand almost anything. It's just your mind you need to convince. So while it might take me a few hours to mentally convince myself to do it, running has become my savior. And you'll never regret a, regret a workout. And every time I do it, I come back with clarity, with energy and with, with a refined focus on what needs to be done. So one of the great things with COVID is it means we've more access than ever to try different things. While you can never replace physical activities, everything has gone online. So I can try fitness classes that are in Vegas, for example, because they're mm -hmm. now being offered online. So while it might not be ideal, we can look for opportunities to try new things, to practice new things, and to try and get exercise into our lives as much as possible. Mm. And so have you tried any exercise classes from Las Vegas and were there polls involved or is this just like a reference <laughs> to awesome boxers and UFC that, that live here too? It, it actually wasn't too far off. There was no pole, but it involved dance. And right. um, I think the I think the neighbors got a bit of a surprise when I realized they could see me from from the window. But uh, yeah, I worked up a sweat. Um, but I really enjoyed actually trying different things that perhaps maybe if you were in a physical environment, you'd be a little bit more embarrassed to enter that class sure. and to take part. Whereas you can right. be as embarrassed as you want behind the screen and you don't feel like you're being judged, judged as much. So and it's only your neighbors you know, that are judging, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, another so thing that I'd love to get a... Please. Sorry, go ahead. No, go, please. What were you going to say? The other thing I was going to say is, is, I don't know whether it's a tip, but it's around this idea of toxic positivity. Um, you know, I want to give everyone the permission, regardless of who they are, to have a pity party because sometimes you just got to work your feelings out in a Burger King drive-thru. And I've heard so many people start to rant and then to stop themselves and say things like, sure, I'm healthy, I'm safe, I've got a roof over my head, I'm still employed, I should be grateful. And, and of course, you should be grateful, but it doesn't mean you're immune from the challenges that we're experiencing right now. So you can have perspective, but still struggle with your situation. And I've seen this recently with the Meghan Markle and, and Prince Harry interview with Oprah. People were questioning how a prince in a palace with such privilege can feel unhappy and, unhappy and trapped. But every level has a different devil. And regardless of your situation, you're not immune to mental health challenges. So I want to just give people that kind of green card to say you know what if you're having a bad day have that pity party and when you're ready get back on it and start working on yourself again because this is a state of being like like no other we've ever been in before because we're all going through it together but just so very far apart so hang in there it's hard and no one is judging well i absolutely resonate with that comment and this toxic positivity that's the way that you framed it it's so true i had a day recently where i went and washed my car and the vacuum that i was vacuuming the car sucked my hair up and you know how my hair is really long and so i i'm like now fighting this and i finally get it off and i come home to find that the dog had pooped everywhere and it had been this long work day and my you know peers that this my boss said that and that's happening and now the kids are being poops too and there's poop everywhere and my hair is half gone just like one of those days and i reached out to a friend and they're like well the world is how you frame it and you must continue to blah blah like gave me some sort of executive coach speech and i'm like 
can we not do that right now? Can we just say how shitty was your day and then let it yes. go and then let it go, right? And so yeah. I, I'm with you in that. The the key I think is one, not being afraid to have those moments, but then two, being ready to get over it when we need to get over it. Would you exactly. still then um, compare or measure yourself against others? How does that play in this? Because some people are handling it better. And should I even be thinking about that? Oh, yeah, that's a that's a tough question. And if I'm being honest, the, the answer is yes, I still do compare myself to others. You know, on social media, I've seen so many people during lockdown that seem to be doing so many wonderful things. They're They're cooking new recipes, they're baking, they're learning languages and there's that kind of, am I doing enough? Should I be using this time better? Um, and I think this is something out, even outside of COVID I've been, I've been trying to get better at because comparison is certainly the, the teeth of joy and scrolling through social media, it's so easy to compare yourself to others. So I try to flip it on its mindset. So instead of comparing myself to others, I try to learn from them. And as I've previously said, every level has a different devil. So not everything you see is how it truly is. And to be yourself in a world that is constantly trying to make you something else is one of the greatest accomplishments. And living a life that is true to you can have, that living a life that's, I suppose, not true to you can have such a negative impact on your mental health. And your mental health is so much more important than anyone's opinion, your job, your relationship, looking tough, people pleasing. So when you stop comparing yourself to others, when you take action for yourself and leave behind what no longer serves you, when you actually give up in the right way at the right time, you're showing strength of character, not weakness. And it takes courage to live that authentic life. But do you need courage to step into your fears? No, action comes first. So you need to step into fear to build that courage. So if you find yourself struggling to start to live a life yourself, a more authentic life, not compared to others, take the first step towards that life and momentum will take care of the rest. And I think that's it's, now, it's something that I'm still working on, but I'm hoping to get better at it. And wait, one of the things that you said is that the teeth of joy, did you say that? And I want to make sure I understood teeth. it correctly and, and or if, if it's an idiom, what, what that means for, for, yes, what does that mean? So teeth, teeth it's, a, it's a teeth, it's a, a robber, it robs joy. So comparison is the teeth of joy. Oh, a it thief. Oh, it was just that amazing Irish <laughs> accent that I missed. The, the teeth, the thief of joy. Got it. Teeth, no, you're exactly teeth. right. That's and why I, I said turkey tree. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, the thank you for clarifying that, and I definitely could understand via context in which you're talking about. But it's true; some of these things can be an energy vampire, or they can take some of that away from you. So, what uh, what have been the ways that you've navigated in the last year? Yeah, there's been so much change, and and I always think in life everything is trying to teach us something, but unfortunately, not everyone seeks out the lesson and tries to to make positive change. So the two things that I've done is look inward. Uh, you know, I was honest with myself and asked myself, how do I normally react to change? How do I feel about change? And, and recognize my fears and assumptions, particularly as they related to COVID. And then I tried to find out, well, what can I control and what can I not control? And what's the best way that I can navigate within those boundaries? And um, the second thing was trying to start small. So, you know, there's so much things we can't predict. So I tried to break it down as small as possible and be open to these smaller kind of tweaks and amendments to, to goals that I was trying to execute. And the unknown can be difficult to sit with. So when things get a bit too heavy or you're anxious or you feel uncomfortable, don't fight or flight, rest and digest. 
don't fight or flight rest and digest and that's so important because when we're anxious or when we're uncomfortable with change the first thing we want to do is either fight or flight we want to try and change the situation to take control of it but when you're anxious you're not thinking clear and our ability to assess situations is hindered so i always say sit on it for a few days and come back to it when you're a little bit more clear on what the challenge is and you can approach it a bit more objectively and then you're in a better position to make a decision on what what way to navigate those changes and you know we always need to get rid of the old to make room for the new so change is only ever scary if we try to avoid it Mm-hmm. That's a great way to frame it. And is that then the biggest lesson for you from 2020 of rest and digest? Or what's your biggest lesson? Ooh, God, there's so many, so many. I think the biggest lesson I learned is that a lot of a lot of things that we need in life to feed our soul don't necessarily cost us money. So mm-hmm. when I look back over the year, things that have really helped me was self-care, nature, working on self-awareness, staying informed but not getting absorbed making time for family and friends and realizing that technology can never replace real connections. So there's been so many little lessons, but I think what it's made me realize is that a real wholesome life doesn't require materialistic things. You know, these simple little things can really feed your soul and make you feel a little bit more content. Mm-hmm. You're so right. And those little things on the positive end can help, as you, you're saying, build to having this positive frame of mind. On the negative end, those also can add up right? So sometimes something will occur and I'll boil over and people will say, why on earth are you so upset about this tiny little thing? I'm like, it wasn't that tiny little thing. It was the day of filling my bucket (laughs) that that ended up becoming the the straw that breaks the camel's back with that, that type of thing. It's the, it all adds up both positively and negatively. 100%. And so then I have to ask, do you have a funny story and you know, does it involve peeing this time or can you share something with us? Yeah, I after the last time, I don't think it's a good idea for me to share a funny story if I want <laughs> to claw, claw back any of my dignity. <laughs> Most of my stories are very inappropriate. Um, I, I don't know if it's a funny story. I have a story that was, was an embarrassing story. Um, I used to hate having red hair as a kid. And in school, kids would make comments about red hair and I hated the word ginger. Uh, now, over the years, that has changed. I love my hair and it's not as red as it used to be, probably because it's stressed. But um, So I decided one day as a kid that I was going to change this and I decided to dye my hair. And I'd never bought hair dye before or even ventured no. into the ladies' section of the pharmacy. So I wanted to get in and get out very quickly without anyone seeing me. So I scanned the shelf and I seen mahogany. And in, in my innocent mind, I thought mahogany is furniture, furniture is wood, wood is brown. So that's brown, I'll grab it, pay and go. So I went home, read the instructions, covered my hair. It said to wipe away any excess on your skin. So I snuck into my sister's bedroom, got some facial wipes and cleared away anything that got onto my skin. By, by now it was late, so I washed the hair dye out. It was still damp, so I couldn't really see the colour, but I knew it was darker. I went to bed with great optimism in the hope of waking up in the next day with naturally brown hair. Well, did I get a shock? Turns out mahogany and hair colour is pink. And to make matters worse, the facial wipes I used were actually self-tanning wipes. So there I stood 10 minutes before the school bus arrived with violently pink hair and a face that resembled an Oompa Loompa. So I learned two lessons that day. The first lesson was mahogany is pink. 
And the second lesson is sometimes things are just better left the way they are. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we love uh, your naturally uh, red and now even strawberry blonde hair. And thank you for sharing that story. How these things occur, you know, that you're just willing to share the real life stuff with us because all of us face those kinds of moments. Maybe not in the same intensity that you have, but thank you for sharing that. Um, I think the, I just the, What was that? I think I just what attract these things to my life. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's hope that there's no more uh, die or pee, you know, that comes that you've officially learned that particular lesson. <laughs> so share a bold action item or takeaway. So I think a lot of what I spoke about, to try and summarize that, it's your service to others should never be a disservice to yourself. So you can never help others unless you help yourself first and work on yourself, because if you don't have the energy for yourself, you're not going to have the energy for others. So your service to others should never be a disservice to yourself. I love that. That's so, so good. And if uh, I have now some questions and I want you to just rapid fire answer them for me. Does that sound good? Okay, we'll give it a go. If I could, I would blank every day. Ooh, one word. I would say travel, but mm. if I could cheat, I'd say fresh bed sheets every day. There is nothing better than fresh bed sheets. <laughs> You're right. Climbing in to fresh. I like that one too. Both yes. really good. And the world would be a better place if. Mm. Oh, one word. My, mindful. Mind, mindful. I feel, mm-hmm. I'll have to explain that one. I feel a lot of the issues in the world could be eased slightly or not be as difficult to address if we worked on our mindset and our self-development. I think we teach a lot of kids things in school, but we don't teach them how to be an adult and how to, to function in the world and to deal with mental health. And I think if we had that, the world would be more open-minded to differences, be more equality and diversity and inclusion. These things would be more open-minded because people can accept differences, but learn to live alongside them, even if they don't agree. It's so true. If people wanted to get a hold of you, is social media the best place? How should they view that? Yeah, you'll. I'm most active on Twitter. You'll find me on Twitter. Uh, my handle is in Irish, so I won't try and uh, make people find that. But if you search my name, you'll find me on Twitter and also on LinkedIn. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for returning back to the Hotbox and talking about your journey and giving us some practical tips on how to improve and recognize our own mental health. It was really good to see you. Thanks for having me. I hope it was useful. (laughs) Thank you. Bye, Darren. Talk to you soon. Bye. See you soon. Let's head out to our shout out. Olá, tudo bem? Hello, everyone. We're here in Manchester. Estamos aqui em Manchester. And you're listening to Brandy's Hotbox. Gian and Antonio for sending their shout out. They're from Brazil and we were all in Manchester, United Kingdom. So thank you very much for that shout out. And thank you to Darren O'Reilly for joining us again live from Dublin. Uh, Really appreciate your time and sharing those tips with us. So now it's my favorite time, your favorite time. It's our top three kick-ass. 
As we focus on mental health, the first thing we want to do is recognize. Recognize that there could be an opportunity to improve. Recognize that you want to focus intentionally on your own mental health. The second is to re-energize. One of the things that Darren taught us today is where focus goes, energy flows. And so making sure that we are focusing where we want to focus on the passions and things that deserve that focus because energy will flow to that area. And the third is to redefine. Maybe we aren't the person that we were before, but who are we going to be and how we can we be authentically us? How can we focus on, on our own well-being and wellness as we move forward into the future? There's your top three kick-ass. And so thank you again to Darren for being here with us. We'd love to hear from all of you on any topics that you'd like us to tackle here on the Strategic Hotbox. You can share your thoughts or your questions on Facebook. Of course, it's Facebook is the, you know, forward slash Strategic Hotbox on Twitter at Brandy Love, B-R-A-N-D-I-L-U-V, or Instagram is at Brandy Love or at Strategic Hotbox. Or you can always just send us an email and it's podcast at strategichealthbox.com. So thank you very much again for everybody that was part of our episode. Thank you for being here today. And now it's time to get out there and kick some ass.